Tor Delano. Thank you for listening to Rock at Night. Party! everyone, you're listening to Rock at Night. This is Andrea, and I have the pleasure of having with me today the wonderful and amazing Adora Delano. How are you doing, Adore? I'm well. How are you? Good, good. So tell us, you what have you been up to lately? I know you've um, you've done a lot of things in the past, and uh, you have a new ex, um, a new exciting project that you're working on. Yeah, definitely. I, I never stop writing. So, I mean, like, if we're, like, have, like, a day or two off at home, like, I, I definitely get the, the pen and, and paper out. And it might, I have, like, a manic brain. So, I mean, if I released everything, I'd have, like, seven albums by now. But, no, yeah, I, I wrote this 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 new little project right here because I wanted to, like, have something to match my, my performance style and kind of have every one of my influences growing up kind of um, bleed into this this kind of gig because I don't see any drag drag girls doing any type of hard or heavier music so it should be an interesting gig now what is um, the name of the album the album's called whatever <laughs> <laughs> I love any reason why it's called whatever there's like seven different reasons man I'm a stoner so I came <laughs> up with this like I have to really like think about this one for a second but no yeah I really wanted um, the most just blah blah like title of all like I put so much into this but I wanted I wanted them to know like no matter what you feel while listening to this because I know I'm going to lose a lot of like you know drag music fans and stuff but I I, I presume I'm going to actually gain some fans as well but I, whatever will be whatever will be <laughs> <laughs> no but you you have a lot of loyal fans and i've you know i've seen your twitter and i've seen your instagram and you have some pretty well you know some pretty good fans and i don't think you're gonna lose yeah. any fans hopefully you'll gain more <laughs> a lot more than what you hopefully. have hopefully <laughs> <laughs> now why um why metal why did you go from because mostly you were doing a lot of the um um r&b of course you were for people who don't know you were on american idol and then you were also yeah. on um, Drag Race. And then what Yeah. What was the switch? What made you get into rock and roll? I mean, did you have a specific influence at the time? Well, initially, I started out with rock music. In high school, I was in a punk band called, punk band called Teenage Rampage with my high oh. school girlfriends. And, and we, we sucked ass, but it was, it was my passion. <laughs> I really loved the heavier music. <laughs> but, I mean... Well, it's it, it's definitely it, it fits my performance style. I've been covering a lot of Nirvana and Brody Dale and Distillers and stuff like that, and the kids have been very receptive towards it. But um, my, initially, my second record after Party was supposed to be more of a heavier influence um, with different producers. But on Drag Race, the management team that I have were assigned to this like kind of management team to where we all use kind of like the same music producers. So okay. um, we ended up just kind of using the same producers over and over because it was easier and convenient due to my touring schedule. But um. And 
and essentially it's all supposed to be kind of a heavier sound the, the second time around, but whatever, it's never too late to get weird. <laughs> <laughs> now you're writing, uh, what, what are some of your, where do you get your influence uh, writing-wise? Do you have a specific uh, point in your life or some current events, um, anything that inspires yeah. you to do your rock album writing-wise? Well, it sounds super hippie, but it's true. Like, I like to listen to instrumentation first. I like to listen to the instruments. I like to have somebody play a guitar or a piano or something, and then I come up with melody um, all together. I think when it's kind of like a collective um, um, experience with your producer and the bandmates and, and you yourself, it, it becomes more fresh and more kind of like genuine. So, I mean, I, I like to pull from different parts of my life depending on how the song makes me feel. Like, there's a song on my record called No School, and I pulled from, like, being 15, 16 and figuring out, like, how people are freaking weird. And, and there's also songs about, like, four months ago. So it's like, <laughs> like, like, yeah. That's, that's I guess personal experience. <laughs> now, I have to tell you, the rock and roll community, they're, they're a tough bunch. Do you think you're going to be... Yeah. You, are you gonna? Do you think you're gonna be accepted into the rock and roll genre? I think I will, cause I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> like the last interview I just did, like, <laughs> like the last interview I did with, with like I think it was with Billboard. They were like, "Oh my god, are you nervous about this?" And like, no, the album's called Whatever for a reason. Man. Like this, I'm not doing this to sell records. I'm doing this to perform and have it match my style and to be fresh and get a band on the road and, and really do what I want to do. Um, but if they like it, I love that. I mean, I've been seeing, like, these cool, like, heavy metal fuckers, like, at my Sydney shows in Australia, these straight guys. It's really neat to see that because it's kind of blending the two genres together. But it should be an interesting ride. If they don't like me, they can kiss my ass. If they do, then I love them. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're absolutely right because a lot of rock and roll music is based on, um, let's see, uh, androgynous. Uh, you have David Bowie, and then you have even, I was looking at, I was watching your video, uh, Negative Nancy, which I love, I love the sound, and I'm looking at, I'm, I'm like, it reminds me of some, and I'm trying to think, and you kind of have like, a, and sorry if this is going to sound insulting or not, I mean to compare people, but you have a little bit of a Marilyn Manson touch to your Style. Really? I love that guy, so thanks. Yeah. I get scared when people compare me to, like, idols like that, because I don't want, like, anybody thinking I sound like that shit, because mm -hmm. Marilyn Manson's, like, a fucking god to me, so that's dope. Thank you. You know, and he was amazing. He was just, he was a rocker who had that F-U attitude, you know, I don't care, I'm going to wear makeup, I'm going to wear, you know, like, the dope show, if, the, if you've seen, if you've ever seen the video of the dope show, he's, he's just amazing uh, in that video, and... <laughs> <laughs> the whole era of mechanical animals was my favorite because he 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 was he was blending the whole gender line before it was even exactly. like a revolutionary movement. Like exactly. that was like something that was super taboo and nobody should have touched in a, in a political movement in that that way. But he he definitely took it there. So he's a, he was a huge influence on me as a kid. Right. I mean, and who you know, and he's very well respected. You know, and I think. Um, when I was watching your video, I was so excited to see that again. I was like, yes, I'm like, hopefully Dory can bring it back because he was such an inspiration. And to me, I mean, I just loved him. He just didn't give a crap. But um, yeah, still, it, I still follow him on Instagram. He's so hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> now, when, are, you, are you planning on touring? 
Yeah, we start touring um, September. We kick off the tour in England, and then we have an Australian whatever tour um, next year, and then we have like a Europe tour. We're doing Brazil, Argentina, and Peru as well. Okay. Are you going to come visit us in Philadelphia? I'm from Philadelphia, so I would love to go to one of your shows. I love Philly. When I first got my nose job, I went there and did a band show, and I hit it on the mic, and it started bleeding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Well, you don't want to, we don't want Philly, (laughs) we don't want you to have a bad name. (laughs) Sorry Philly did that to you. (laughs) No, it was an awesome show. It was awesome. Where did you play in Philadelphia? It was a small little rock venue. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a dick because I totally forgot the name, but it was a small little rock venue, and we had my band come out, and we did, like, a, an East Coast tour in a little, like, van, and, oh. and Philly was one of the stops. Oh, okay. But, yeah. Philly is one well, of those... I don't know. It was that damn venue, man. I forgot. <laughs> Philly is one of those towns where music is very... They're very open-minded to music, which is why a lot of bands come here. You know, Philadelphia is very good when it comes to music. We're very supportive. Uh, but uh, I'm curious as to what your touring style is going to be, what you're going to look like on stage. Do you have any idea? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, that's like something that goes through my head daily, man. Like, I'm like, uh, well, cause I, I mean, I'm more of a like, I'm not like that visual, but like, um, but it's gonna be it's gonna be definitely different and fun so it's gonna be surprising to see the kids reactions because they're so used to me like well actually i'm I'm bleeding them in they're they're kind of getting used to it now they they know my style (laughs) now your your influences is it mostly you said mostly 90s influence right were you influenced by a lot of the the grunge bands in the um 90s for sure, even like you know, I mean, Audio Slave and stuff. Like, I mean, all the gigs growing up. I, I was a I was a '90s baby in 2000s, like growing up in school. So, I mean, uh, like I said when I mentioned the Mechanical Animals era, like that whole gig was like that's when I was growing up and seeing like rock music take that kind of like um, stance when when I was growing up. It was kind of like the weird the weird discovery moment and i kind of wanted to put that into a little bit of it at least like some of the sound into like a couple of the songs at least because that was a huge important part of my life developing and growing up as a teenager you see when i was growing up in the 80s i grew up with a lot of the glam bands the bl- the glam metal <clears throat> bands of the of the 80s are you were you influenced by any of them at all Oh, for sure. I was just talking on my, my live chat the other day about like how I had the biggest crush on Slash, man. Like my dad had this like <laughs> this garage <laughs> this garage, like and he like had like all these bands on one wall and like all these like Budweiser girls and I would just sit there and fantasize about marrying like all the guys from like Poison and <laughs> Twisted Sister. Like <laughs> I have the Poison <laughs> album. <laughs> I I don't know if you remember their first album, um um the first Poison album was um, "Look What the Cat Dragged In." I think that was the name of the uh, their album. When it's the picture of the four of them, and they're all dressed in, you know, their hierarchies and they're wearing makeup. Yes, and, yes, they're like beat like drag queens. They're literally like um, so yeah, yeah. Amazing. I was, I was, I think growing up in the '80s, I was a child who grew up with a lot of the drag, you know, the drag crossover because you had. You had Culture Club, you had 
the glam bands like Poison, and you have you had Dead or Alive, Pete Burns. So it's like the '80s were always yeah. so amazing when it came to that. And you know, and it's good. That it was it was used, it was using feminism and like like using it in a powerful way and almost like bleeding it over into another. There was no like limits to that. That's what's so beautiful about the '80s is because it was so experimental and so accepting that it was just like hair, makeup, louder, bigger, it was the more the barrier, you know? Now it's like so like, it's different. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, and it's, it's interesting because I almost feel like the 90s kind of killed that. <laughs> so. No, for sure, though. That's the, the irony of it all is that like, me growing up and, and kind of like pulling from influences of that, like, and, and, and I think that's super important to even bring up Marilyn Manson again, bringing that whole vibe back because I think it did blues in the 90s and he did kind of like shock everybody and be like, um, hi, like, eh, I have no genitalia. Like, <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, like the 90s had great music instrumentally wise, writing wise. The music was fantastic, mm-hmm. but I, you know, like this, I always have this discussion, this in arguments with my friends, and I was like, but the 90s kind of killed what I thought was great about the 80s, which was that glamour, the the, the crossover, you know, like the boys being girl kind of thing. But it's good to see... Oh, you. for sure. <laughs> but to see you doing this, it's just like, wow, I'm like, I can't believe it. I'm so excited. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I guess you're right, man. I'm like thinking about like all like um, the bands and stuff. It did go to like the greasy, not really caring about what, how the look went. Like it totally <laughs> went the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> now, what um, what has life been like after American Idol for you? Has it changed a lot dramatically? American Idol was interesting. Um, I learned how to like act in front of a camera and be professional and be, you know, all that gig, but I mean, I, I'm yeah, it was chill. Like it didn't really do much. It put me into like a really bad depression after because like I didn't know what to do after. Like yeah. you have to really have a game plan after a show like that, or you, you you'll lose it because uh, <laughs> it's like yeah, there's no category for me after that show. Did they actually train you how to how to be on camera and how to speak? Because I've heard that, that they, yeah. they, that's a big thing where they, I guess they train you how to be on camera. Yeah, they definitely did. And I'm grateful <laughs> for that because I remember the first time they turned the camera on, I froze and they turned super red and I was like, I don't know how to talk. Like, this is not my gig. I'm from a small town. <laughs> yeah. Now tell us um, about your video. It's Negative Nancy. Is that from your first, is that from your current album? Yeah, the the new record, whatever comes out the twenty first, and that's just like the promotional single, just to get everybody scared and and like being like, what the hell's going on with her? Um, but yeah, it's the first gig. Uh, I wanted, I picked it because it was like raw and it was weird, it was loud, and I wanted to just shock them because the rest of the album is kind of chiller, but like, eh, it's, it has it has that that hard hardness in it. So I wanted to kind of shock them into it. Very good. And um, it seemed the like the video had a. It was it was interesting. It was uh, it had a little bit of a like I said a little bit of that Britain. It kind of reminded me a little bit of Britney Spears also with the the girl and her. I love her. <laughs> and you did didn't you perform with Britney Spears? Oh, she called me on stage. Like she you know she calls like the the girls on stage sometimes for freak show. She called me when um. 
Logo had set that up though, like before the crowning of season six, and she had called me upstage or whatever. But I was just excited after her assistant Felicia knew my name because I knew her since I was like seven. So I was like, oh, oh my god, Felicia knows her name. <laughs> <laughs> now tell us about Crazy. um um give these rockers a little bit of um of drag race history. How did you get involved with uh, drag race? Drag race. Um, well, I started doing, like I said, I was in, uh, when I was younger, I was super gender bendy, super Pete Burns. I was like a little punk bitch and a little punk band. I was like girly. So like I, I toned it down because my, my mom, because <laughs> I was going to audition for, for it when I was like young, like 16. And she was like, no. <laughs> and then when I was like 17, she's like, cut your hair. They're going to like kill you. Um, but yeah, that's basically how that took off. And then, um, but drag race, I started tapping back into like my my um, makeup roots, my gigs, and I was doing the YouTube videos and stuff like that and characters, and I loved drag shows, and um, yeah, I just picked up on it. I started being like, dude, like a lot of my friends like were, were starting to like work in tip spots, and they're starting out in drag, and I was like, I'm way prettier than like 80% of them, <laughs> so I put... <laughs> so, so, um, so I did it, and I, I got my own show in Orange County, and I just, yeah. Wow. You yeah. made it to the final three, right? Did you? Yeah. 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 That's, I mean, I I lost track of the show. I, I started watching it when it first came out. And I think after like the fourth season, I, I stopped. I, I stopped watching because I think they stopped carrying it on the channel I used to watch it. So that was the end of Drag oh, Race for me. <laughs> so that was Oh, uh, I love season four. Season four is a good season to end on though. Sharon's like one of my favorites yes. like, of all time. Yes, but now I think I'm gonna have to go back and and do um and watch season um you were on the sixth season I think of Drag Race and I have to go back yeah. and I have to rewatch that entire episode, <laughs> the entire season. <laughs> yeah, it's different. Now, um, are your friends and family supportive of what you do? Surprisingly, yeah. Oh, like that's good. I come from like a really like. Hispanic, like, like gangster family, and they're super accepting. <laughs> like, every, like they don't give a shit. Like, they're just like, whoever fucks with you will beat their ass. Like. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Yeah. Um, is there any Lucky. advice you have? You have a lot of loyal fans. Is there any advice you have for any of your fans, especially in this age, you know, with all the politics and all, everything that's going on in the world right now with our current affairs. Is there any advice you would like to give them? Absolutely. I have a couple of things to say. I think that I, I'm going to give a Libra answer. You should not take life so serious right now because you can get really, really, really dark, really, really easy. But you should also also take life serious right now because it can do the exact same thing. I say pick up a sign, go fight for what you believe in. Um, don't let anybody tell you that what you're doing and what you feel is, is not valid. I think, um, yeah, like, you should just not take yourself so serious. And, like, we're living in, like, some freaking crazy-ass times right now where we got to just kind of, like, express who we are and um, understand that we are valid and we are important. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Well, thank you so much, Adora, for taking time to um, speak to Rock at Night. And we Thank can't you. wait until your your album comes out August twenty first. Yes. Okay, great. We cannot wait. And where can where can people hear the album? Where can we buy the album? It's gonna be distributed everywhere online, like every everywhere. <laughs> 
all the stores online, girl. Like Amazon, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you want to get a Google Apple Music. Great, and it's called Whatever. And yes. comes out. So everyone, make sure to on August twenty first to go and take a listen because uh, I love you. You're you're an amazing singer. Also, you you have such a great talent. And um, thank you again so much for taking the time. Thank you. I really appreciate that. <laughs> and the best of luck. And I hope to see you on, on tour soon. And hopefully Philly will be one of your stops. Well, I hope so. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much, Adora. Thank you, babe. Thank you. You're listening to Rock at Night. Thanks for the intro melody. It's called Get On Down by Billy Bass Alford. Thanks. <laughs>